You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark, the show where you call in on a phone number and then I play that phone call and talk about it. How are you doing today? It's been fun to... I don't know what's going on here. We got a lot of phone calls to get through today. Um, it's nonsense as usual. Every day I look through these calls, and again, I, I don't listen to them. I just read the Google transcription, which makes you have listened to these phone calls and how little they make sense. Imagine them being translated. I so I I just peruse through them. I'm like, please be a good call, and I read them, and I read them, and I read them, and I'm thinking, this is it. This is the last. By the way, I'm also, I have this curiosity in the back of my head. Are there like seven people that call and those are the only seven people that are enjoying this and everyone else is like, ah, this is the dumbest thing. I can't believe he's still doing that. Nobody listens. I don't know. But the calls are increasing. So <laughs> I'm taking that as an encouraging sign that this isn't the worst thing. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 phone calls to get through. Granted, I think four of them are Tom, four of them are Justin, one of them is JJ pretending to be Tom, so we kind of have five from Tom. Actually, we have a fifth one from Justin. So 90% of these are Tom and Justin, who called 19 times, which is fine. It gives me something to talk about. It's The only reason I have a show is thanks to Tom, and now Justin, apparently, and JJ, who's adding additional questions, pretending to be Tom. So... Um, yeah, it's it's officially the Thomas Austin show. The Thomas Austin show. I'm gonna have to get voiceovers now for uh, for Justin for the Justin show and all the other random things that happen on this show. I don't really know, but because we have a lot of calls, let's get to our first caller. Uh, this is from JJ slash Thomas Austin calling. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. Hello, Ryan. This is Tom JJ Austin calling. Hello. I've got three questions for you. <laughs> Question number one. What is a... We're going to have to do this nine times today. Random Packernet podcast fan who you feel deserves a shout-out. The answer to the first question is Jeremy. Continuing. Question number two, all right? All right. Why does my cat... Point her butt at my face. <laughs> Creeps me out. <laughs> and question number three. Just gonna let it ride. Whatever happened to Todd Gurley? Yeah. He was like the best in the world. And, and I guess my takeaway question from the Todd Gurley question is, what's your favorite color? 
All right. That's it for my three questions for the evening. Have a good one, Ryan. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I, I, well, it's fine. Um, why does the, the cat do the butt? I don't know. I'm not a cat guy, man. Uh, that's your that's your fault for. Did you pay for the cat, or why do you have a cat? I don't understand. We have we actually do. I, I lied. We have two cats. Um, we didn't pay for them. We don't allow them in the house, but they roam the neighborhood. And because my kids will not stop giving them food and not stop petting them, they basically live here. Fortunately, we have a litter box, also known as what I what I refer to as a sandbox for my children. My cats, or the cats, tend to think it's their litter box, and they poop where my two-year-old likes to play. Anyways, cats are great. I love cats. I don't want them. I've never fantasized about letting my psychotic dog loose to attack them. By the way, we have a mouse. See, this is this is the thing. We have a mouse that I want to get rid of. I don't want it. It stinks. My daughter doesn't want to take care of it. So I want to let it go in the backyard with the cats. And I want to see the cats go at that thing. And then I want to let my dog loose on these cats. And then I just want to lock the door so the dog can't come back inside. I'm not, I'm kind of an animal person. Like, I, you know, I, I like nature sometimes, but um, I don't like this mouse. I don't like those cats. I mean, they're fine, but they're I don't want them here. Um, and the dog, he's fine. Uh, but if he didn't live here, he'd be even better. So... Favorite color, I don't know, bluish, blackish, reddish, I don't know, whatever. I never understood that. All right, first call from Justin of the day. Hey, Ryan, it's Justin. Hey. Hey, I appreciated your response to my uh, my Lions fan, potential becoming a Packer fan. Mm-hmm. But I realized after listening to your response that I'm not sure you actually know any Lions fans. I know uh, Dosa Dion. That's about it. It's a good dude, but yeah, I don't. Aside from that, I I think I think I know zero, exactly zero. Because disowning would be the easy way out. Uh-huh. I would prefer if that's all it was. If I switched teams now, for me to become a fan of another team, probably okay. I would have some light harassment to deal with. But if I switch to become a Packers fan, living in Michigan. With a father who is a true Lions fan, which I'm pretty certain you don't know who that is. I don't think you've ever experienced one. No. Nope. This only would be the best thing that could happen, honestly. Okay. But no, no. I would be continually harassed over Aaron Rodgers stubbing a toe. Anything. Because you have to understand, Lions fans have absolutely nothing to celebrate, ever, for decades. And yeah. so anything that happens, especially the Packers... You can get your nose rubbed in it nonstop. Yeah, but I would I would almost welcome that. I mean, I, I I don't live there, although I did grow up in Illinois, a Packer fan, so I I went through similar things. But it's not that hard when you're 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 you are. Non. So, excuse me, I'm talking here. If you are um, kind of top dog, you know what I mean. But <laughs> hey, your quarterback's in a man bun. Hey, your team hasn't won a game in six decades. Like I. I I don't understand. Like who? I don't know. Who cares? Like I, I would welcome any time they try to say anything to me because I would make them feel stupid every single time. Do you understand how bad I could bury? Lion. I mean, Bears fans is eat Lions fans though. If you have the freaking audacity to stand up to me as a Packer fan and try to criticize anything about the Green Bay Packers, I will bury your entire family. I I would. I pray for the day that a Lions fan comes at me. Good Lord. Stop. 
any little thing. Roger's little Nick Cage thing. Yep. You're going to hear about that. You're going to. So, so what? <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, I, I get it. They're, they're just like, oh, your quarterback looks like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about your quarterback or the fact that you're the quarterback that you had for what, 50 years? He's over here dying. He goes one year to a new team and wins a Super Bowl. You guys suck. I don't want to hear about quarterbacks. You wouldn't know one if you saw one. Shut up. What would you know about a quarterback? What, what, what was your last quarterback? Bobby Lane? Is that his name? Something Lane. You've never seen a quarterback in your life. Go on. Your phone's going to blow up. Talking about sissy this and sissy that or the rest. Sissy? Who's a... Who, here's the thing. Like, I, I, I get that that's like a guy thing, right? It's, well, it's, it's becoming not a guy thing. If you go on social media and call somebody a sissy, it's like your, your, your life is over. But let's just be honest. If your friend came over with like a weird hairdo, you, you call them names along that line. It's just a thing. A football player, though? How does some dude with a, a, a keg hanging over his jeans talk to an NFL quarterback and call him a sissy? <laughs> I'm sorry. That the guy that's worth like almost a billion dollars who owns and uh, franchises like the Milwaukee Bucks, multiple MVP, Super Bowl champion, Green Bay Packers quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback, dudes out dating different actresses every week. Yeah, he's a sissy. Okay. Yeah, y- you got it. You would know, tough guy. What are you pulling, mom? <laughs> Good one, dad. You dork. They're calling, calling the plays the wrong way or calling the penalties. I'm telling you. How would you know? You've never seen a good play calling plays the wrong way. Dude, you are a Lions fan. My goodness. It would never stop. Good. I don't ever want it to stop. I don't want it to stop. I want you every day to have a conversation where you try to explain about what you want to have a conversation about bad football teams because I would love to have that conversation with you and remind you that you're a Lions fan because that is something you know about. But because I dislike the Lions so much, I'm willing to possibly risk that. But I think you seriously should, you you probably don't even want to spend time trying to find out what kind of people Lions fans are, but I'm telling you, they're very petty and they're very hard to watch football with. Anyway... I just think that you see, and, and here's the thing: if, if if you happen to sit down with them and happen to watch a Packer game, and it happens to be one of the few times the Packers actually lose, it's very easy to sit because the Lions are going to lose what ten games, eleven games this year. You get to sit down with your dad, with your friends, all your Lions fans' friends, and just get to be the worst human being on planet Earth. Every single play, you laugh, you snicker, you sneer. It's just, it's a big, giant joke. Every single time they punt, you, or every failed third down conversion, all you got to do is go, <laughs> you <guys> suck. <laughs> you suck so bad. <laughs> you do that for four quarters? That sounds like a dream. And what are they going to do? Oh, you quarterback's a sissy. Yeah, the guy that just won the game, that guy, yeah, okay. That doesn't even have any power. That doesn't do anything. Good thing you got Sam Bradford, who's a real man. He can't win football games, but at least he's a man. He's almost got a chin for crying out loud. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about here. Anyways. Yeah. I know that you're saying 
not worth it. Maybe it's just football, but come on, man. Football's a big deal. Big part of my life. I watch football every season. It's just suck living. It sucks living in Michigan when lines are what you have to work with. Anyway, love your show. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, again, I'm not in your situation. I don't know what it's going to be like with you. If you're just talking about like getting razzed real hard, um, I, do whatever you want. I don't care. I, I don't. I don't care what you want to do. I'm just saying. Um, I, I, again, I, I grew up in Illinois with Bears fans when the Packers won all the time. It wasn't that bad. It was annoying. I, it was probably a similar thing to what you're describing. I I would show up to school with my Packers jacket, my Packers backpack, strutting into school and having to hear Bears fans after the Packers just beat the Bears for the 50 billionth time in a row, probably like 24 to 6. And I walk into school and have to hear, Packers suck, me, 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 me. And I just look at him like, you know you lost, right? <laughs> like, again? What are you talking about, Pat? Oh, the Packers You lost the game. Again. Because you're garbage. So, I mean, do what you want. It, it doesn't matter. I, I think you have two options. You can be a Lions, or three options, I guess. You can be a Lions fan, which sounds like you're refusing to do. You can be a general NFL fan and just, you said you love the NFL. Cool, just enjoy the NFL. Or three, you can pick a new team. And if you're going to pick a new team, you better pick a very, very good team and probably a very good team that's going to be a very good team for a long time. Because if you're going to get made fun of, you don't want to be, you know, rooting for a team that's bad. Because then they have ammunition and then your life's miserable. So there you go. All right, Tom, let's hear what you got, man. Hey, Ryan, JJ, and Tom. Love the show. The three-headed monster you guys got going on is terrific. I love it. All right. This is more of a pre-question than a (laughs) legitimate question. Food Friday, so that you'll tell. I did did tell people it was Food Friday. I don't know if anybody followed suit. I haven't read all of the the voicemails, so it might just be you, Tom. But what is a pre-question? Why don't you just say you have four questions? You can tell that it's not in with the theme of today. Can okay. we just start calling Romeo Dobbs, Romeo Dubs? I know it's a little bit early, but, I mean, come on. I, I think I think he deserves it for now until he messes up. It's just kind of a weird situation with that because half the people out there still think it's Dubs. Like, that's officially how you say his name, or it's probably not half anymore. It's like 10% haven't come to the realization that his name is not Dubs, it's Dobbs, which is... Anyways, um... So it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing to be like, I'm not mispronouncing it. I know it's Dobbs, but I want to call him Dubs because it's like you know Dub, like a like a good thing or whatever. Dub win, you know. I just feel like some people it, it would just cause problems. People say it's Dobbs, stupid, and you're like, I know it's. I, I'm saying I'm saying, and they're, oh yeah, like you knew. It's like, I know I did. It's we're doing this. There's a thing now. Like oh, I'm not. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. All right. Question number one is what is the perfect pizza for you? Like toppings, extra cheese, no cheese. If you're weird like that, no I'm cheese. not going to judge. Um, you should judge question that. Question number two. Hold up, uh, hold up, hold up. You should you should judge somebody that, that wants pizza with no cheese. Okay, that doesn't make sense. I, I don't understand. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm down for some breadsticks with sauce, but at least make it a bread. So who wants pizza crust with sauce? That's not good. At least put some garlic on it, make it a little flaky or something. It doesn't make any sense. It kind of depends. It depends on the establishment. Uh, growing up, I was always a pepperoni guy. I, th- I feel like as I'm getting older, I don't really like pepperoni as much. 
and I kind of just get it because that's what I always get. And then I realize I don't, it's not a, it's not a thing. Um, some, some places still have some pretty bomb pepperoni. Freezer pizza is super hit or miss no matter what. Um, if it's the freezer pizza that has the pepperonis that kind of curl up like little bowls, that is always trash. Always trash pepperoni. Um, sausage is massively hit or miss. The places down in Illinois, the, the pizza places that I used to go to frequently, they had super good sausage. And there was almost nothing better in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, with the chairs. Almost nothing better in the world than one of these big old meatball-sized sausages that they put on there. So good. However, some sausage is garbage. And if you have a sausage that has those little tiny seeds sticking out of them, that's going to be a trash sausage. And any kind of freezer sausage always takes, tastes like garbage. I hate freezer sausage. I mean, it's, it's edible. I'll eat it. But it's not good. And some, like, restaurants, their sausage kind of tastes like the freezer sausage. It's not good. So I'm wary of sausage, but it's also my favorite depending on the, the kind of sausage that they're making. So again, it depends on the establishment, but I'm good with a cheese, man. Just give me a, a basic cheese. I'll rock that. Throw some hot sauce on it. And it's good to go. Now, there is always the conversation about Chicago-style deep dish. I understand that's kind of a category of its own, but if we're going to lump it all into one, that might be my favorite. It is, it is too good to be a thing. I almost don't want it to be in the pizza category because it's just better than pizza. And I want to just be able to say, no, this did, like I love pizza, and then this stuff over here is better than pizza, whatever this is. It's too good. Continuing on. For Tom, uh, hey, Thomas, uh, oh, what is your favorite uh, cereal? All right, question. What do you want? What, Tom, what do you want me to do with this, man? <laughs> Am I supposed to answer that question? You have a question for Tom and you're Tom. I'll just, I'm not going to answer it. Number three, uh, why is stadium food normally disgusting? All right, I will call back in later. Have a good time. That is a pretty good question. Why is state? I mean, it, it costs so much food. You think it would be good? Like for the for the prices, you would think you're getting like really high quality stuff. The only thing I could think, aside from they just want to massively mark up prices because hey, where else are you going to go? Is the fact that they basically run a restaurant and they have to cover their costs over the course of opening their doors to their restaurant like twenty times a year. <laughs> so you got to kind of mark up the prices a little bit to cover the annual overhead. But I, I don't know, but it does suck. And so it's, 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 it's part of the reason why I just kind of refuse because I understand that's like just the way it goes. But in my mind, it's like, no, that's, that's not how this is going to go though. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Um, let's skip Tom. We got two of the next three calls are Tom, but we'll have to come back because I don't want it to just be all Tom. So next up, we got Jacob on the line. Hey, Ryan, it's Jacob again. It's early in the morning. I figured I'd catch it because I want to be the first one to ask this question. It's 8 o'clock, by the way. Should Aaron Rodgers play any time at all in the preseason? What with all the new uh, wide receivers, obviously, and them trying to get on a on the same page during a live-type action setting. So, yeah, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? And just to add, let's see. Before you add, not sure what you're going to add. Maybe it's a follow-up. Um... I've always been kind of on the side of let him play more so than I think most people. Most people are 100% injury averse, and if you're even slightly valuable, you should never play in a preseason game or anything like that. Um, I I err on the side of practice is very important, and you should get it. 
And so, although I've kind of conceded that fine Aaron Rodgers, I guess, doesn't need it, even if he's going to completely suck week one and we're just forfeiting the first game, um, I guess in the end we still end up winning 13 games. So at the end of the season, it's still, I guess, a, a win, having not lost him as a star, even though we lost all our other stars anyways. It's not like we got saved from injuries because we didn't play in the preseason. But yeah, with, with the wide receivers and whatnot, especially, especially Christian Watson, Let's just say he's not going to be back until the preseason. I sure would love to get Aaron Rodgers out there for a little bit with Christian Watson. Give me one drive. One drive in like two games. Give me something. Again, I know most people are like, don't you dare, because there's you know a .001% chance that somebody gets past one of our offensive linemen, and even though Aaron Rodgers is obviously going to just fall on the ground and not take a sack, maybe the guy decides to like lead with his head and crush Aaron Rodgers' skull into the ground. Granted, he'll be like imprisoned for life for that and will never be able to play in the NFL again for that act. It's still a .0001% chance, and we can't take that chance, so I guess we're just going to have to ride with Christian Watson getting no experience with Aaron I don't know. I, I, I'm not as injury fearful, I guess. Again, I'm not talking about playing, well, there's not four games anymore, three full games. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, give me something. So yeah, I I would like to see him out there a little bit. Yeah, we're going to leave off. Uh, He saw the ugly tree in every branch on the way down. I was nervous (laughs) as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. She was so ugly, she could trick a tree over the phone. Uh, (laughs) That's handy in a pocket on a shirt. Finer than a frog hair split eight ways, bigger than a one-legged man in a kicking contest. I gotta like slow these down because it's like, wait, hold on, let me think about that for a minute. Oh yeah, so um, what's it? Slicker than a harpoon hippo on a banana tree. Slicker than a harpooned hippo on a banana tree. So harpooned hippo. Why is it harpooned, and why is a hippo slippery? I mean, I get the banana tree thing. Not really, because a, a banana tree is not going to be slick. I don't know, man. I don't know, Clayton. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you for the uh, Claytonisms. Um, What do we do? We got a bunch of Toms and a bunch of Justins. Why don't we do a Justin here? I, I, uh, yeah, sure. We'll do a Justin here. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Justin here again. Um, I had a comment about some of the introverted discussions going on. Okay. And I had a story that happened to me when I was a kid. Oh boy. Uh, my parents really wanted me to go to this camp. And that was, I don't know, fifth grade or something. I didn't want to go. And of course, you're at camp. You have like, you know, a group full of guys and like a counselor for your cabin. I saw meatballs. That's the extent of my understanding. And a couple horror movies, but go on. And I'm definitely an introvert, so I'm just like, hey, leave me alone. Yeah. I just want to chill out over here. Right. Nothing to see here. I'll just do my thing. But oh no, that like paints a target on your back. And then all of them try as hard as they can to make you interact with every possible function and activity happening at the camp. So it ruined me. It yeah. like set that hook deep of being an introvert. Anyway, totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um yeah, and, and then they try to treat you like a like a lost puppy, you know, like, oh, why don't you come over here? Why don't do do you want to come over by us and and meet some friends and paint a picture? It's like I'm not four. I just don't like you. If I wanted to paint a picture with my friends, I'd be over there by them. Like, oh, you must be sad because otherwise, if you weren't sad, 
you'd be like, yay, people, which is what everybody thinks. And only people that are sad don't do that. It's like, no, nope. I'm forced to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't like you. And the fact that you guys are so happy, just really, just, ugh, ugh. Remember my dad, he started going to church when I was like in middle school, high school, and I was happy for him because he's like, you know, changing his life and all that. That's cool. And then he started going to this mega church down in Illinois called Willow Creek. Anyways, He's like, all right, I want you to come to church and you can hang out with like these teenagers or whatever. I'm like, oh, jeez. So I go in this big room and there's literally people my age. And at this point, I'm probably 16, 17. And there's 16 and 17 year old boys and girls playing tag. And I'm like, nope, I'm not. I am not going by those people. Are you freaking kidding me? What 16 year old wants to play like tag and hide and seek? These kids are broken. I'm not going over there. No chance. So I, I don't think, I don't think he, I don't know how I got out of that, but I have a feeling it was something along the lines of, I kind of looked at my dad and I said, no way. And he also saw like grown children playing tag and was like, all right, I, I guess I get it. That's fine. Let's get out of here kind of thing. So uh, yeah, it's like, why are you so happy to be here? Don't you want to go home and like order a pizza and watch some stupid movie or something? I don't know. Play video games? Don't you play video games? I don't know. I don't get it. You're so happy about it. You're annoying me. Anyways, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll bounce back to Tom because I'm reading this and I see he wants to answer his own serial question. So we might as well do that while it's still a thing. This is Thomas Austin. Hi. And uh, I'm calling in to answer a question that was asked earlier. Uh, <laughs> Tom, my favorite cereal is uh, a mix. You know, it goes back and forth between honeycomb and uh, frosted mini wheat. Oh, they just get me. All right, while I'm here, I guess I can ask a question okay. for a couple to Ryan. Uh, number one, so I left Culver's off that list yesterday because one, Wisconsin bias, <laughs> two, it's the best. We can all agree. Yep. Uh, so uh, quick question on that is, uh, what's your favorite concrete mixer to make? My personal is strawberry and I believe raspberry. It's just so good. Uh, question. So... I guess it's kind of a confession. I feel weird because I was all like, dude, Culver's the best. I've had maybe like one or two concrete mixers ever. I don't usually, I don't want to say I don't get ice cream. I used to get ice cream back when like, you know, your parents and grandparents took you to Culver's. I don't buy it myself. My, my family gets stuff sometimes, my kids. I don't get ice cream. Give me a burger and fries and um, I'm good to go. But I do think I one time got one with brownie. That was pretty good. Continue. Number two is what fictional fast food place or food would you just love to try? And I don't know if you can think of many, but like my personal favorite one that I like to go to from Pulp Fiction is uh, Big Kahuna Burger. Sure. It just sounds like a good old time. And then. Um, <clears throat> that is a fantastic question. I, um, I'm just trying to think of some now. I mean, Big Kahuna, I wouldn't want to go to Big Kahuna Burger. Just it's again the whole introvert thing, and it seems a little little over the top. Plus, it's kind of like Ed DeBevix, which I used to like when I was a kid, but now it would just be obnoxious. And the menu has like all these weird references that I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, do you want like the 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 Jim Schneider Burger, or do you want it with a little extra Sally Jesse Raphael? If you know what I mean. It's like I literally don't know what you mean. What does that mean? Is that cheese? I don't know what's going on. So I don't think I'd want to go there. Although the food did look pretty good. I just don't want that 
loser taking my order. Just like, just give me a cheeseburger, get out of my face. And the milkshake looked delicious. Maybe I do want to go to Big Kahuna Burger. Um, what other places are? I can't think. There's got to be some ones that I know. I was sitting there watching a movie and it was just like, dude, that looks delicious. For some reason, all I can think of is Good Burger. <laughs> and that does not sound appetizing, but it's just all I can think of. All right, I, I don't have an answer, but there's, there is one weird thing from when I was a kid. And every time this scene came around, it was like, I want that so bad. Home Alone, when the mom goes, like, I think it was to the police or to the airport or whatever, and the guy's eating the donut. I don't know why, but every time I saw that, I was like, that donut looks so good. I really want that donut. Like, I wish I was, e- I wish I was that guy. And, the fa- and like, he was eating it and trying to talk with it in his mouth. And like, the crumb was like on his face. And he was like, trying to eat that. And I don't know why. It was like, that looks so good. And that's all I could fixate on in that scene is, is that donut and how good that donut looked. Super, super random. And I, you know, there's some things in life you probably just shouldn't admit. And maybe I just shouldn't have a podcast. But what's your next question? Question number three is, uh, what's your ranking on these uh, types of food? So, you know, all-encompassing Chinese, Mexican, Italian, American, those All right. I will call back later with three more questions on Food Friday. All righty. Bye. All right. So this is tough because immediately I want to say, well, Mexican's number one because I love tacos and then, you know, American because I love burgers and then Italian, then Chinese. But if I, if I think about it in terms of what category could I just live on, I probably start with American. And I, I know there's going to be a million people that are like, that's not American. You didn't invent that. Okay, dum-dum, I'm just talking about food that is like an American staple. I don't know who invented the pancake, but I'm sorry, pancakes and sausage and eggs is American food. There are American staples all around the country, and that's the food that, I, oh, okay, we can, we can remove pizza from the list if you'd like, that's fine. But barbecue 100% is American. I don't care what you say, I'm putting burgers on the list because even if we didn't invent it, we're the ones that eat those things. We're the ones that perfected those things. We live and die by burgers, and I don't know if they even know what those are in Germany anymore. If they're eating burgers, it's from an American establishment like McDonald's. So I'm probably going to say American is number one. After that is probably Italian for similar reasons, just because, you know, there's so much different Italian food that's good. There's a million different pasta dishes. You've got like chicken parmesan. You've got all these different like seafood pasta dishes. You got like garlic bread and all these different breads and everything. I, I could live with Italian food. Mexican food, I don't like, to be honest, I don't like Mexican food. I like Americanized tacos. I don't like Mexican. It's, it's all like peppers and vegetables and stuff. And I don't like that. Like actual Mexican meals and stuff like beyond like a taco with cheese and meat. I don't really like Mexican food. Now, could I eat tacos and burritos every single day of my life, three meals a day? I've done it. I've, I've, I've woken up and had burritos and then had some more for lunch and had some more for dinner. I've done it and I've never been happier in my life. But to say like Mexican food, you got to kind of broaden the category a little bit outside of stuff that I would actually be willing to eat. And 95% of actual Mexican food, I probably wouldn't be super interested in aside from being like, can we just scrape all of that off and just give me the meat. And so I'm just eating like the same meat over and over. It's going to be delicious meat, but I'm just saying. Chinese is probably similar um, in terms of like if we're talking authentic Chinese. I doubt I would really like it all that much. But, you know, Chinese food, it's a pretty big menu. 
So I, I would borderline put Chinese ahead of Mexican just because if, if, if you said there's a Mexican restaurant over there and there's a Chinese restaurant and you can only eat at one of those establishments for the rest of your entire life, I'd probably pick the Chinese place because I can eat half that menu. Even if I got to pick a couple peppers out of one of those things, whatever, I don't care. I can devour that menu. The Mexican place, it's going to be like, I just want like tacos and they don't give you enough. It's like, here's your three tacos. Like, who's going to eat three? What am I supposed to do now? Thanks for the appetizer. Thanks for the finger food. Where's the meal, bro? Three tacos. Get out of here. Do you know what you get when you get a, go to a Chinese place and get sesame chicken? I can eat a massive amount of food. You order sesame chicken, they give you this big container loaded with chicken. And if you say no broccoli, they're like, okay, let me dump in more chicken to compensate for the broccoli. I'm like, are you kidding me? It is a massive container of sesame chicken. Then they give you a separate massive container of rice. And they're like, there you go. Enjoy your meal. Even in my heyday of being able to eat massive quantities of food, like today, that's going to hurt me if I finish that whole meal. So probably American, Italian, Chinese, and Mexican would be the order. Although I will cry profusely about not having tacos in my life, but I'll get over it. All right, we should, let's just take a break here and then we, then we got to go on a heck of a run here through the rest of these, uh, the rest of these calls. If you want to get in on the fun, 608-501-0718. We talk about food. We talk about Packers once in a while. We talk about uh, who owns this show and how the, that, that all works out. But uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Ryan, this is Brian, a local mail carrier out of Illinois. Why is everybody a mailman that calls my show? Just a little update on how the Bears fans have been taking this upcoming season. It's not good. I think they're broken. I feel they don't even want to fight back when I strike up conversations. And I think Aaron Rodgers walking in is... Nicholas Cage from Con Air did something to him because <laughs> it broke pretty <laughs> quiet this year. Well, just had to let you know. Have a good one. That is a good point. I, I hadn't really thought about that, but I kind of brought it up, I think, yesterday um, when I was going through the notes about the Bears camp, and I saw Justin Fields seem to have a good day, and everybody's just like, nah, I don't know, man, eh, whatever. It's like, what, what happened to your fire? Last year, Justin Fields didn't do jack, and you guys are like, we're going to win the division. New Kings of the North, what, what? And now Justin Fields is going into year two. He's coming out looking pretty good, although I looked at the notes from today. He looked like crap. <laughs> but, um, you know, the first day looked fine. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's like even the good news is just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so moving on. I yeah, I that that seems to be seems to be about correct. All right, let's uh, let's get back to Tom. He's this is what he thinks is the last call until later he decides he wants to call in again. All right, I'm kind of getting all my calls out of the way this morning. All right, I guess I have a busy day ahead of me. So, question number one. Well, again, the pre-question. So I'm kind of getting away before questions here. But anyway, you are. Um, is there any broadcast duo that you actually listen to when a Packer game is on? Because I find it very hard to not hit the mute button almost every single game. All right. Um. I don't really know the the broadcasters very well. I don't. I, I recognize the voices. I don't put the names and the faces and the voices together. So I don't. I don't know who's ho, who's who. I, I know I don't like Aikman at all. I know some people think that's overstated. I don't care. I don't think it is, and I don't like him. But I haven't really liked a duo since the Madden days. But I, I also can't hit mute. There's no way. I know some people are like, well, turn on the radio because the Packers broadcast. Packers broadcast is awesome. I love it. And if I get stuck in the car, it's miserable because I can't watch the game. But at least I get to listen to a, a really awesome, you know, Wayne Larravee and The Rock doing the broadcast is just chef's kiss beautiful. And if there was ever a way to get that to sync up with the TV perfectly, which there probably is, you can probably, uh, well, no, you can't because I think the radio's ahead of the TV. I was going to say you could pause the TV, but the radio's ahead, so I don't think there is a way. And no, I'm absolutely, some people are like, what's the big deal? Are you kidding me? Do you have any idea how, well, you do because you, I, I cannot imagine hearing there's about to be a touchdown and then seeing it. You know how mad I get like when I look at my phone and I see like a, a fantasy football update about the Packers scoring a touchdown or I see a tweet about a touchdown or a friend who's ahead of me texting me about a touchdown and I, it's like, are you kidding me? I have been dying, just dying this whole drive. Just I've been, I've been, I've been there with them battling through this thing and you just ruined the ending for me. You think I wouldn't want to actually watch and experience this thing happen? Now it's just, and now I just, it's, uh, oh, I can't handle that. So I don't hit mute. I don't like the broadcasters, but I suffer through it. That's my answer. Question number one. So you know how, like, certain holidays, you know, a bunch of people come together. They make their special foods, which yep. you can actually kind of eat throughout the whole entire year. But for whatever reason, we decide to only have it during that one specific day. That is kind of weird. I like turkey. Why don't we make turkey? Like, why don't I Why don't I go to the store and buy a turkey and make a turkey with gravy and mashed potatoes and stuffing? It's delicious. Uh, what is the best uh, food during the holidays? Like, well, like, I personally love Christmas because there's a lot of food that you, I normally don't get throughout the year. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, so I'll, I'll clarify the question real quick. What holiday has the best food? question that's tough because you know you you could even say days like memorial day or the fourth of july have some pretty fantastic food the only caveat though is it's food that you can have like the rest of the year so it's not like special it's just delicious now would i rather have ribs and you know like barbecue chicken and cheeseburgers and stuff than uh turkey and ham Uh, yes a, a billion times out of a billion i will take a cheeseburger over a slice of ham and uh stuffing but I have cheeseburger whenever I want. And it's tough, too, because Thanksgiving is kind of like the food holiday. But Christmas is pretty awesome. So I don't know. It's it's kind of a toss-up. And to be honest, they're kind of the same foods anyways, in, in my family, at least. My grandma has decided that instead of doing like what she used to do, she makes like this beef, 
like beef and gravy stuff. And that's like Thanksgiving and Christmas, I think, now. So with rolls and whatnot. So it's kind of the same food for us. So I don't know. Pick one. Either one. Number two. Um, so I know you, I heard that you have a lot of hot sauces. Do you like wings? And if so, what's your favorite sauce with those wings? And then question. So there was a time when I thought it was super cool to like get the super hot sauces and everything else. I just think that's kind of stupid now. Um, I don't do that. I, I like a little bit of heat, no question about it, but it's got to be below the line where it makes it painful and it makes it so you can't taste your food after that. Like if I if I eat a really like a, a, a habanero wing or something, which is, you know, once in a while if you want to splurge and, and get stupid, fine. But if you eat a habanero wing and then you try to eat like a barbecue wing, you can't taste it. And it's it's just like I'm in pain and it's just it's not a, a fun experience. And I'm, I'm not at the age I used to be where I need to prove myself through pain. <laughs> like, I'm going to hurt myself with food because I'm a man. I'm going to walk to school in, the, in a blizzard in a t-shirt because I'm a man. And maybe there's like a girl that'll see me and she'll think I'm a man. She'll love me. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know what the thought process was. I don't care anymore. So I just want stuff that tastes good. So just like a, 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 a touch of heat and sweet, whatever that is, a, a Asian zing type of thing, you know, whatever. Although Parmesan garlic is freaking awesome. And I'm pretty sure there's no heat with that, but it is a really good wing. Number three, to finish out Food Friday. Mm-hmm. I might call later, so don't hold this if I call later. He does. Uh, question number three is, have you ever gone to separate fast food places to get different individual items? Because... I would go get fries parties, go get a burger from wherever, get fries from McDonald's, and just have a good old time with that. Waste a lot of gas, but this is maximum gas. Didn't cost all that much. All right, bye. A little bit ashamed of the fact that I haven't done that more often, because um, that that does sound like a me thing to do. The only time I remember doing that is there's like a I forgot what it's called, some kind of a challenge. We're forty minutes in, we got to fly here. I think it was the double down challenge. And it was basically like one of the fast food places, I don't know if it was Wendy's or KFC, maybe it was KFC, they, they had like a, basically the chicken was the, the bread kind of thing. I don't know. But then you go get like a triple decker cheeseburger from Wendy's and you just like smash the chicken on top of it. I don't know. But I did that and I, I was shocked at how good it tasted. Tasted. It really tasted. It hurt. Like it, it really messed up my stomach, but it was, it was delicious. I don't know why they call it a challenge. It wasn't that challenging. I ate it. No problem just to have to dislodge your jaw. Um, all right, let's get to Brian's second call here. Hey, Ryan, this is the mail carrier Brian out of Illinois. I had to call back after listening to the last night's uh, nightly podcast where a gentleman went on a rant about talking about the bears too much. It is my understanding that you grew up in Illinois, as did I, yep. and around the similar time period where, for me, kids were living the 1985 Bears all day, every day, and it did something to me to where any time I hear anything about the Bears collapsing, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it. Now, I just had to call back and say that, uh... Stay golden pony boy, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, I will do that, uh, Senor 
Pepe. Um, <laughs> that that is true. Maybe I am broken. Maybe maybe something broke me from growing up in Illinois with Bears fans to the to that degree. And it, again, that was maybe why my advice to the Lions fan was just make their lives miserable because that's that's what I want to do with Bears fans. Um, but I will say I do think there was some reconciliation there. It used to be real bad. I mean, it it was it was ugly between my friends and I to the point where it was kind of miserable to watch Packers Bears games because you would watch it and if the Packers lost, your phone would ring in about 5 seconds and you knew it was your buddy. My friend John would be calling me. Or it could have been Matt or it could have been Chris or somebody but they were going to call and I was going to ha- and it was it was really miserable. And it was to the point where I just didn't want to get that call. I just wanted the Packers to win so I didn't get it. I didn't even really want to call and rub it in although I would because I have to. Because if I because he's going to do it to me. So I have to make those calls and rub it in when the Packers win. But it was so unbelievably miserable. But there was essentially a truce in that NFC Championship game because my buddy John actually went to the game and um he was feeling the same way I was feeling, where it was just like such a miserable experience to have to get that text message back and forth from each other. Because, I mean, it, it just, we both like get really into it and get really excited and also really angry when our team loses. He he was that guy that would like smash a controller because Madden didn't go the way he wanted. He had a, a bit of a temper. But after that game, he was just like, look, good game. Please just don't do it. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm not going to do it. We're all good. And like since that day... There's never been like that that kind of attention between me and any Bears fan ever. There's always been this kind of like truce. Now there's a couple jagwads on Twitter, but no like personal interaction with any Bears fans that have ever been anything like that. So I, I don't I don't put up with any nonsense, but I, I don't think I'm broken. I don't know. All right, let's get another Justin hey, Ryan, question. Justin again. Hey. hey, I had an idea. Well, I have a question for you, actually. But um, I know you're a little sensitive about the potential of JJ slash Tom takeover of your show. Yeah. So I'm just going to come right out and just ask, you know, can I get yours and JJ's opinion? You know, it's your show, so you just, you know, whatever, kick them out. But I was wondering if maybe you and JJ could tell me what you think, like, some fanisms are across the board, like across the NFL teams. Like, what's a a thing that really sticks out, kind of for each fan base? So, okay. thanks. Bye. Okay, kind of broke up there. Um, as far as the JJ thing, you could ask JJ whatever you want. I don't have like a a I can't. He's not next to me. I don't. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with the whole. Can JJ answer this question thing? So any questions to JJ, my recommendation is to direct them to JJ. Don't call in to my show and ask me a question to JJ, because that doesn't really make sense. Um, As to the question, what are some things that stick out about each fan base? I don't know. This is one of those things that's going to have to take a lot of thought, and I I just, I don't, I don't know. So it's going to be kind of off the top of my head, I guess. Um, Buffalo Bills fans... I, I just generally think as being kind of laid back, cool people. Patriots fans are entitled, spoiled brats. Uh, I don't know anything about Dolphins fans. Jets fans, I just picture obnoxious. Jets fans are kind of like Bears fans in a way, at least that's the impression I get, where they have such high expectations, and I don't know why. They're just like, we are a New York kind of team, and we have these high expectations, and, and we're just going to scream and yell, and how dare you? And it's like, dude, you're the Jets. This is This is what you are. I don't get it. Uh, t- 
Titans, I don't know a single thing about a Titans fan. Same with the Colts. Um, most people in Indiana are like, I mean, half of them are Bears fans, so it's not really a big thing. Um, I don't think Texans fans exist. I don't think Jaguars fans exist. This is why I said the AFC South could probably disappear and nobody would notice. Um, it, see, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know that uh, I have a lot of respect for Cleveland Browns fans for sticking it out for their team, and it sucks about their whole situation. I thought they had a good thing with Baker, and they seemed like they were real close, and they just couldn't quite get, kind of like the Vikings, like they're close, and it's hard to blame the quarterback because he's not that bad, but apparently that's what we're going to do. We're going to blame the quarterback, and then we're going to go get this guy, which is the worst. I don't why would you do that? Why would you do that? There's no reason. You have permanently tarnished your team. And there's no redeem, no way to redeem yourself from this. There's no turning around. You win the Super Bowl, it's just going to draw more attention to this horrible thing you've done. That That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen a football franchise do. Um, I don't know anything about Steelers or Ravens fans, really. I always thought the Steelers were kind of like the Packers in a lot of ways, so I guess I just picture them kind of being like us. I don't know. Uh, I know JJ hates Chiefs fans, so you could ask him about the Chiefs fans. He was talking about them a lot today. Um... I don't know. I don't know. Cowboys fans. Cowboys fans are, are not like most other fans. It's kind of like a default thing um, where if you just don't really care about football and you don't really know much about football, the casual type person, you might be a Dallas Cowboys fan. You know, you just walk around with the Cowboys thing on and you scream, yeah, go Cowboys. And you're kind of like that obnoxious Bears fan that I grew up with that's like, yeah, Cowboys are awesome. This is our year. We're better than everybody. Regardless of how good or bad you are, regardless of the fact you haven't won anything significant in, what, 25 years? Um, Eagles fans are the most obnoxious, horrible, just horrible human beings. Uh, Giants fans, I just think of the same thing as Jets fans. I don't really know the difference. Buccaneers fans, I never had an issue with until now. They they are a team that has been useless forever, right? They had a little blip of being successful. Otherwise, largely a completely useless team. They get Tom Brady, win a Super Bowl, and now they want to, like, tell everybody about being champions and, like, oh, we're, you guys are dead. You rented a quarterback and bought a Super Bowl. Shut up. When Tom Brady leaves, you go back to being stupid, Right. There's nothing impressive about your team. You bought every single player on that team. You didn't draft any of them. You didn't do anything. You paid cash for your entire roster, okay? And now 25% of those guys are gone because you're running out of money and they're all getting old. And by next year, 50% of them will be gone and probably Tom Brady. And you're going to go back to being garbage because you didn't draft any talent. You paid for all your talent. You suck. Um... Anything else? Rams fans are kind of funny because they're kind of like the Buccaneers, except there really aren't any Rams fans. So you got some a whole bunch of Fairweather Rams fans. You got a bunch of uh, wannabe Rams fans and some people that like were super casual Rams fans that never really kind of like the Bears. I'll, I'll bring it back to the Bears again. My definition of a Bears fan is somebody who hates the Packers whose second favorite team is the Bears. Literally everybody I know, even my friend John, who I was talking about that went to the game, his favorite team is the is the Broncos. His brother, who's a Bears fan, his favorite team, I think, well, oh, it's the Bills. I don't know about his other brother and all that, but it, it's it's everybody. The guy I worked with, Allen, he had like three favorite teams, including the Bears, like the Eagles and all these other teams. 
Every single Bears fan that I know has another team. But if the Bears win the Super Bowl, you better believe they they're going to pretend they are the most diehard just oh man, I've always been I've been crude. <laughs> you abandoned this team so long ago. Shut up. That's how I picture Rams fans. Um 49ers fans, I just picture, I hate the 49ers, so I just picture them as being obnoxious. Seahawks fans, very similar to Rams fans. They didn't exist until they had success. Then you had a bunch of people pretending they've always been Rams fans or Seahawks fans. And now that the Seahawks suck, it's like, well, where, where'd you guys go? What, excuse me, where'd you go? They're, they're gone. You can't find them. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know much about outside of the NFC North. And then inside the NFC North, Lions fans, I mean, you would know, apparently they're real big on like people being sissies. I don't know, you've mentioned that a couple times. I've known them to be mostly kind of polite people that just don't care about football and are kind of like, yeah, we know we suck, but whatever. Apparently that's not your experience. Um, Bears fans have kind of gotten into that. Last year, they kind of had a little bit of a spark because of Justin Fields. In 2018, they had a spark, but they, they kind of die off quickly. You know, it's kind of like a dead battery. You know, if you jump a dead battery, it'll it'll run. But if you turn it off and then turn it back on, it's 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 dead. You gotta you gotta really charge this thing up and let it run for quite a while, or it's just gonna die again. And that's the Bears; they're a dead battery. And so Justin Fields was like a little a little jump, and then he sucked, and they turned the car off. And so now you try to start it; it's dead. The car is dead again. So they need sustained success for that fan base to get to get life again, and there just hasn't been. Uh, Vikings fans. <laughs> they are the the perennial like off-season champions. They are the ones that win the off-season every single year. They drafted everybody, they fixed everything. This year is going to be great. You'll see. And they end up being mediocre just like they are. They're going to be second in the division, maybe, probably, I don't know, and it's just the same story every time. Uh Justin again. Hey Ryan, Justin again. Hey. Hey, curious what breed of dog it is that was barking a couple episodes ago that you were really despising on. Thanks. English Shepherd, don't buy one. Justin again. Hey Ryan, Justin again. Uh just curious if you had to pick a theme song to best represent the Packers, what would that song be? Um I'd have to think about that for a minute. What would that song be? Oh, I know. Yeah, you know what it is. I'm a That song will never not get me fired up, man. It just will never not get me. I to this I haven't listened to it in a long time, but just replaying that song, I got chills like you wouldn't believe. And the next year, I think it was the next year, we went on to the playoffs let me let me check and make sure no it was it was several years later never mind so that song was absolutely fantastic oh it was in 2014 the second most awesome usage of that song came in 2014 the first game we played was against dallas in the playoffs, and we were going up to the wisconsin dells my in-laws had gotten um a place really nice cabin up there and I cranked this song in my car, might even been my van still at the time, I don't really know. No, I, I wouldn't have had the van at the time. I don't know, in my car. And it was like, I knew. When I listened to that song, I knew we were going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. We went on to lose in overtime to Seattle, we don't need to talk about that. But it just, and, and the crazy thing is, I listened to it again the next week because it felt like good, good luck, and it just didn't have the same feeling. Maybe it was because I didn't believe, you know? You got to listen and you got to believe. And by the way, I don't want to hear about his green and yellow 2.0 or whatever. Um, It's cool. He made a new song, you know, and and tried to get everybody all fired up. 
it's not the same. It's not as good. It'll never be as good. And it's not just because we lost. It was never as good. All right, let's get to Johnny. Hey, Clayton. Love the show. <laughs> um, calling about the Clayton Bailey show. The uh, the Patrick Swayze conundrum. Yeah. So uh, in no particular order, it's uh, road, uh, Red Dawn, okay. Point Break, yep. then Ghost. Did you say in no particular order or are you putting them in order? And then Dirty Dancing. Okay. Um, Roadhouse was just an excuse to put Patrick Swayze on a big screen in tight pants. Yeah. And uh, I've never been a huge fan of that, but, you know, to each their own. Yeah, right. All right, Clay, thank you very much. I'll keep listening. Go Pack Go. All right. I got to get a lot more um, voiceover work for all the different hosts of this show. But, yeah, I will will be sure to pass that along to Clayton that – your your rankings and it seems like we're developing a consensus here that it's it's something like that i i have point break ahead of red dawn but i haven't seen red dawn so maybe that is better so we'll say red dawn point point break is kind of up there and then you got ghost and dirty dancing which are garbage movies but at least it's better than roadhouse and then roadhouse is just kind of if you're even going to put it in the ranking it's 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 hovering on the bottom so that's seems to be the consensus let's get to tom's final call of the day all right so after last night's episode, there wasn't a whole lot of calls, so I decided, you know what, I'll make a fourth entry into this wonderful, beautiful Friday. Sounds good. It's not. It's hot where I'm at. I hate it here. Okay. All right. So, first up, uh, what is the media's obsession with great season, like one season wonders? Yeah. Because... You, this is going off of the whole uh, Savage Namos thing where people are like, oh man, Eddie Jackson, he's the best safety on yeah. the planet. I know not a whole lot of people share that sentiment anymore, but they, they're still holding him in high regards for some reason. They did, and, and the crazy thing, that went on, he had one good year in 2018. 2019, he was considered one of the best. Even in 2020, I still vividly remember listening to one of the draft shows where he was bragging to no end, and this was in like 2020, about... How he said, I said Eddie Jackson was going to be one of the best, and and he was a steal in the fourth round and all that. I'm like, dude, he's, you're, you know, he's not good anymore, right? It's like they didn't realize it until last year. Finally, everybody kind of realized it. But yeah, you were. It, he had one good year, and for the next two years or so, nobody would ever not acknowledge that he was great. So I'm curious why the media just can't let you know it go. They had a good season. You fell in love with them. That's it. Done. Move on to another one. There's a lot of new up-and-comers. Question number Yeah, and that is a good point because I, I've been coming down on the other side of that where it's like it takes two years for kind of what. But there are a lot of guys. Maybe it's just because they'll never do it to a Packer necessarily, or at least a Packers defender, maybe like a wide receiver because that's what the Packers do. If a quarterback comes in and dominates or a wide receiver, it's like, well, there's the next great whatever, um, but never a defender. But there, there are people that are like that. There are several, and some of them never really were all that great, and they just can't, like Tyron Matthew. <laughs> I, I cannot for the life of me understand what the obsession with Tyron Matthew is. Do you know the last time he was great? Do you want to talk about an obsession? So he, he was great as a rookie in 2013. Then he was trash in 2014, and then he was elite again in 2015. So like the best safety in football two out of three years. 2015 was the last time, and to this day... To this day, he's considered one of the best safeties in football. Now, he had a three-year stretch um, with three different teams, which should tell you something. Arizona, Houston, and Kansas City, 2017, 18, and 19. 
where he was in the 70s. So he's still good. So you can kind of see being like, all right, well, he's still good. He's not what he was that one time in 2015, but he's still good. Fine, I'll give you that. But the last two years, he hasn't done jack squat in Kansas City. 67 overall grade and 67 overall grade. And not only that, the guy is the most consistently average person in the world. And and listen, I would almost take that. I would take a Tyron Matthew because he doesn't have bad days. I mean, you know, he'll have some, some 50s mixed in, but like mid-50, 55 and a 59 mixed in. But this is the most consistently average guy I've ever seen in my life. 59, 63, 60, 64, 76, 54, 69, 69, 70, 62, 61, 61, 52, 69, 59, 61, 56, 66. He's just hovering in that right. There's no 30s. There's no 40s. There's no 90s. There's no 80s. But he's just right in that zone, man, from, from 59 to 72. And he just cruises for two straight years at 30 years old. He's cruising. And I'll take that. Give me a guy that's just consistently, meh, doesn't suck. Maybe not, not as your number one, but as, as you know, Amos and, and Tyron. Sure, I'll take that. But do not tell me this is an elite safety. He had one game where he graded out as good. Well, two. Two games the whole year. And that's it. Has not been an elite safety since 2015. Let it go. And you can, you can, I mean, you can just go down the line with some of these guys, and it just it doesn't end with some of these names. Like Marlon Humphrey and Marshawn Lattimore are two guys. Marshawn especially has not had a good year in like since his rookie year. Marlon Humphrey's fine, but I mean, his grades are, I can't read the first one, but 78, 69, 76, 65. Like good, okay, good, okay. And he's like considered one of the top corners in football. And I'll, I'll grant there's not a ton that have been like this consistently pretty good for five straight years. But the idea that he is this elite lockdown corner, just killing everybody. It's just, it's not true. I mean, I'll give him, I'll give him some credit, but give me a break. Even the Jalen Ramsey thing is stupid. His best year was with Jacksonville. His best years were with Jacksonville, not with LA. This past year, he had a really good grade of an 84 overall. He was like the second highest graded guy. Fine. I get all that. But a couple things. Number one, that was kind of an outlier. He hasn't had a game good a season that good since 2017. Secondly, it's all comprised of some superstar games. He had a, an 87 overall grade week two, 90 week seven, 89 week 10. But he's had a lot of really bad games mixed in. It just averages out to an 84. 65, 65, 55, 65, 66, 56, 58, 65, 64, 62, 50-something or another. I can't read that because stupid internet browser cuts off the bottom one. But yeah, and, and, and once that narrative locks in, Jalen Ramsey can be garbage next year. And as long as it's not massively noticeable, where it's like there's 10 touchdowns caught against him, he's going to be considered one of the best corners in football. He doesn't have to do anything. Just don't give up 10 touchdowns and you will be one of the best corners in football. You don't have to do anything. So I don't know what the deal is, but you're right, that does happen. Yes, it is annoying. Two is what is the most overrated food? I'm about to get canceled on my own podcast, and I'm okay with it. I'll take the hit. Bacon. Overrated. Yeah. All right? People, yeah. you heard your first. I brain decided to not work properly. Most overrated food. Next up. I, 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 I might agree with that. I don't have a problem with bacon, but bacon annoys me just with how much hype it gets because it's not that good. Of all the meats... It, it just, I think I've said this before, it feels like a popular meat among people that don't really like meat. 
who want to sound like they're big meat eaters or something like, oh yeah, bacon. Like it's a trendy meat or something like it's cool to like bacon. And that kind of started a couple years ago and it was weird, like this obsession with bacon. Like when, where did this come from? And then it became a fad. And then it became like people just like to say they like bacon because it's the cool thing to say. And it's, it's not that good. I mean, it has to be cooked perfectly. If it's undercooked, it tastes bad. If it's overcooked, it tastes bad. If it's properly cooked, yeah, it's good. I mean, a, a properly cooked piece of bacon is is solid. Um, it makes the cheeseburger worse. I don't want my cheeseburger to taste like bacon, and I don't want it to have that texture, that extra crunch or chew or whatever it's going to bring to it. Does not make it better. Now, if we're going to do something kind of crazy and put like uh, Monterey Jack or Pepper Jack cheese and barbecue sauce, yeah, throw some bacon on it. Let's just get crazy with it. But I don't want it just on a cheeseburger because it doesn't make it better. It makes it worse. Um, and it's not as good as sausage like for breakfast. It's just not. Breakfast sausage is way better than bacon. So, I mean, it, it's okay. But if I were to rank meat, I mean, bacon is just way down the list, man. Like uh, chicken pork, pretty much any kind of pork, any kind of steak, any kind of, I mean, just give me a pile of ground beef. I don't care. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. So in terms of overrated, I can't imagine there's anything more overrated than, than bacon for sure. Cause it's very weird. It's again, it's fine. I don't dislike bacon, but it's, it's, it's overhyped for no reason whatsoever. That's baked good or pastry. It's plain and simple. What is really good? I love me a cinnamon roll personally. What? All right, last food hold on, question. Hold on, hold on. What was your question? I decided to not work properly. Most overrated food. Next up, best baked good or best pastry? Baked good or pastry? It's plain. Uh, cinnamon rolls are dope, man. I've been on a cinnamon roll kick. Um, my wife found out that they had these really good ones at our uh, thing, so those are baked. Good. Man, those are good. Um, although donuts are pretty amazing too. Are we, are we? Is is it like any kind of bakery? I guess I guess we can call it any because I'm I, I might lean brownies, especially like as I'm getting older and there there is such a thing as too sweet. I feel like brownies really hit that sweet spot of like they're they're definitely sweet, but it's not like some of the donuts where you eat a half a donut and it's like I I have to have co- like cinnamon rolls. If I don't have coffee to mellow it out, I can't finish this. I mean I can, but it's like it gets to be un unpalatable. It's too sweet. And donuts are good, but it's kind of the same thing. But brownies, they ain't too sweet. And that's what makes it dangerous because the texture... And by the way, the whole thing about like, do you like the the edge brownies or the inside brownies? And everyone's like, oh, you got to get the edges. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. The texture of a brownie, the gooiness, the soft fall apart almost just melts in your mouth. That's what makes a brownie good. Why do you want it to be crunchy and hard and not as sweet, not as flavorful and not soft? What are you talking about? You want the edges. The edges are garbage. Cut off the edges and throw it in the trash. That's the stuff you chop up and throw in ice cream and make a concrete mixer with. What is wrong with you people? They got those trays that like snake so that every piece has an edge. You have just destroyed brownie batter. You psychopath. Why do you want it? And it doesn't have as good of a flavor. Like it, it crisps up so some of the moisture goes away so it's not as moist and it just has like this not as sweet, not as good. It's great. I, I don't know. Give, give me brownies and make it the inside of the brownie and we're good to go. And no, I don't want anything on top of the brownie. I don't need chocolate syrup or anything. If you want to put ice cream with it, that's fine. But um, it's it's perfect. Just giving me a plain, I mean, it could be chocolate chips or whatever, but just a plain chocolate gooey brownie. Yeah, we're good to go. Simple. What is really good? I love me a cinnamon roll. Yeah. Personally. All right, last food question on this Food Friday. Is it possible that the Lions can be good this year? 
And I have good with, you know, quotation marks, because they're not going to be great, but, you know, it, they, they might have an opportunity to get at least seven wins, eight wins this year. Would love to hear your thoughts about the Lions. I know that this is a Packer podcast, but got to switch it up every once in a while, right? Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Have a good day. So Bye. I will have a better answer to this after I do my Lions kind of break. I've, I've had so much stuff. I'm, I'm doing my, I still have to do an article on day three of training camp update. So I got to go upstairs and do that. By the way, tomorrow's episode is going to be late because I haven't pre-recorded that. So I'm going to record tomorrow's episode tomorrow after I wake up. So that's going to be a little bit late, but it's Saturday. So that's fine. I still have to write up, finish writing my Minnesota Vikings article. And I have to do the day three of the training camp article. And then after I finish the Vikings thing, then I have to do the Lions thing. But then I'll have a little bit of a better understanding of their team overall. Like I said, when I did the Chicago Bears one, I started to get a little bit more of a rosy outlook. But my general thought with the Detroit Lions is no matter how I feel like I'm singing, what is that? Um, Rage Against the Machine. I feel like I'm singing right now. No matter how hard I try, you try, can't stop. I don't know. Um, Bow, wow, wow, wow. Um, Now I lost my train of thought. Such a renegade, bro. Those guys are idiots, by the way. <laughs> They're so stupid. I mean, some of their songs kind of get you jacked up, but it's like, it's the whining. You know what I mean? It's just annoying. I also don't like when when musical artists try to be like, I'm so hard because I'm so sensitive. <laughs> like, okay. It's like metal bands are all like, death, destruction, Satan, and, and stop war. Like, what, what was that last one? Stop war. Stop killing the environment. I'm sorry. You want death and Satan, but you also can't handle not recycling? I mean, I, I'm not opposed to recycling, but you got to kind of pick a lane here, Chief. Kill the innocent, bring the troops home. <laughs> what? I'm just, I'm just lost on the message, I guess. I don't know. What are we talking about? Oh, the Lions. Um, the biggest hang-up I have with the Lions is their defense. You know, they, they drafted two pass rushers. I get that. But one of them is injured, Pascal, and I don't know when he's going to be back, maybe like week four, five, six, something like that. So it's all on Aiden. Defensive tackles suck. Linebackers suck. You've got, what, Amani Arawarie, and then Jeff Akuda, who's still just trying to figure out how to become a starting corner in the NFL. Maybe he'll get there, maybe he won't, I don't know. But it's just such a bad defense. And even the offense, as much as you want to give them credit, it's Jared freaking Goff, who is a garbage quarterback outside of, at least what we've seen, outside of being in a very protected system like he had over there with Sean McVay. Right Before Sean McVay, he was like the worst quarterback in football. With Sean, he was great, and then he started getting worse, worse, worse. Got sent to the Lions and then kind of sucked again. You don't really have running backs. You maybe have a guy in Amon Ross St. Brown. You're taking a deep threat who never really materialized and trying to make him Devontae Adams, your ex-receiver. And then you got Jamison Williams, who's supposedly going to be this great deep threat, but we have no idea, and usually these super fast guys don't materialize into anything anyways. Plus, he has a serious injury history, and your offensive line is is quite good, but not exactly elite. And even if it is elite, you know, look at the Browns. They had a better quarterback, better offensive line, better running backs, better wide receivers, way better defense, and they still suck. So why would I have hope in you? Why would I believe in you? I wouldn't is the answer to the question. So can they win seven? Maybe, but... Even that's a stretch if, if a lot of things don't go right for them. The wide receivers have to materialize. Jared Goff has to be better. The offensive line has to stay quality, probably even take a step. The defense has got to be able to do something. Aiden's going to have to be kind of a stud because there's not much else to go on. So 
Yeah, I could maybe see seven. I would probably bet the under, though, if I had to. Let's get to our final question from Emilio. Hey, Ryan. Emilio again. Hey. Listen, I just uh, I don't understand the uh, the grudge against vegetables. You know, I'm they taste bad. Just worried about the kids. Uh, are they able to eat it in your household, or is it just a hard no? Uh, you know, no pests, no vegetables here. My wife's a vegetarian, so yeah, they get they get plenty. I just um, I just pretend I like them and then don't eat them. Like, oh yeah, ooh yeah, broccoli. That's so good. Good job eating your broccoli. Yeah, and then I eat food that tastes good. Um. Second is, are, are you- it's always funny too when people are like, "Dude, what's your problem with vegetables?" It's like they taste bad. It's like, "Yeah, well, what's your deal?" Like, <laughs> it's you can't even get past the first level of they taste bad. Is the yeah, but like you gotta eat healthy stuff sometimes, right? Like, and have you tried dousing it in cheese? It's like, dude, it tastes bad. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Are, are you putting anything on your burgers if you're if you're so against vegetables? You know, no lettuce, tomato, pickles, onion, nothing. No, because it tastes bad. Why? Why, dude? Cheeseburgers taste delicious. The meat is amazing. I spent a lot of time making the meat taste good. I get the right cook on it. Why would I cover up the taste? Like I, I, I don't put ketchup on it for that reason. Because then all I'm tasting is ketchup. It. If you put ketchup on a burger, it tastes like ketchup, and all you're getting is like burger texture. I can't imagine putting like mustard and ketchup and lettuce and onion and lettuce and tomato. I will not be able to taste the burger, which defeats the point of making the burger. So, no. Like that? Let me know. No, I don't. Uh, Third, when Washington, you know, changed the name to the commanders, I I don't know what they were thinking. They had a perfect name set up, the Washington Sentinels. From the movie The Replacements. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know why they just didn't take it. Could have used, you know, all, all that, the design, everything. Um, and speaking of The Replacements, go ahead and pick one person okay. on The Replacements team and put them on oh the Packers this year. Who's that going to be? I appreciate <sighs> it, man. The Replacements. I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to cheat a little bit and Google it. I have seen it. I have seen it. I just got I need a refresher. I mean, I know we don't want Falco, right? Because we got a quarterback. And I'm pretty sure Clifford Franklin just kind of sucked at football, if I'm not mistaken, and I might be. We might... Give me... Um, where is he? Is it Brian? Is that the guy, number 56? Could use the kicker. I mean, no offense to Crosby, but that could be pretty sweet if he could punt too. But I kind of like number 56 because he's a psychopath on defense. Uh, although, where are we going to put him, you know? I don't, I don't want to exchange a linebacker. Who the heck else would we have? Oh, John Madden's in that movie. Could we bring him back? I don't mean to be like grim about it, but that would be pretty awesome. What did the deaf guy do? Oh, no, Bateman was the psychopath. Brian Murphy, Dave Deneman was the deaf guy from The Office. I don't know. Just give me the crazy guy. I, I don't know where we're going to put him, but I, I can't remember what all these guys' roles were in that movie. I'll have to watch the replacements and get back to you, I guess. Anyways, I, I'm pretty sure I missed a call in here somewhere because I know there was one that I was dreading answering and I didn't answer it so it's it's hidden in here somewhere I'll find it but I do have to go because I got to go upstairs and help with the kids and all that stuff so you guys have yourselves a fantastic night I'll talk to you tomorrow have a good one bye-bye